It's all coming up between here and 7pm. The Big Red Bench. Saturday and Sunday from 6pm. Cork's Red FM. You're very welcome along to the Big Red Bench this county final Sunday. What a day of football at Parky Quay from the sheer relief of St. Michael's finally getting over the line and winning the Senior A title to the pandemonium of Nemo Rangers ending St. Finbar's Premier Senior Reign. It had it all. We have all the reaction to the two games on the show this hour. Jar McCarthy is standing by to reflect on those results. We're also later on going to talk Munster with Tom Savage of the Three Red Kings, as well as rounding up all the day's action in the Premier League. Aidan Lee here with you on the Big Red Bench on Cork's Red FM. Um, what a massive day of football at Parky Cueve. 0868 104 106 if you want to get in touch at Big Red Bench on Twitter. Ger McCarthy was our man at Parky Cueve. He should be standing by on the line. Ger McCarthy, if you can hear us, what a day of football at Parky Cueve. Yes, Aidan. What an absolutely brilliant day of football. Um, my two predictions didn't come to pass, which tells you all about my predictions, but we were treated to two very, very high-quality games. Fantastic for St. Michael's and even better for Nemo Rangers. Good day all around uh, for Cork football here at Parky Cueve in front of over 10,000 supporters as well. Made for a cracking day. We'll start off by looking at the Premier Senior Football Final, which is literally the, the final whistle has gone a matter of, what, 30, 35 minutes. Um, I suppose... Everybody has said it since the final whistle went. You just don't back against Nemo in a final. Like, what a performance from them. No, it's it's a reminder. And each of the players that we've interviewed for today's show um, reminded me as well that they were saying that they they saw a lot of headlines coming into it, understood why the bars would have been talked up but they felt that the underdogs tag and the team in transition they had some question marks over that alright they clearly were determined to get this title back it's their 100th centenary year obviously as well so there was added impetus to do that but from start to finish they were by far the better team they were 9-4 up at half time and they were full value for that um, they, they played really solidly all over the pitch I don't think the bars played that poorly I think people are saying that but I think the Nemo just didn't allow them to play um, and that that's testament to a back line where Kevin O'Donovan and Kieran Histon were excellent at cornerback Stephen Cronin and that half back line as well was superb um, but up front I mean the two names that spring off off the page basically are Connor Horgan who got a fantastically uh, took a fantastic goal from nothing from a mistake from a kick out and, and of course the captain and man of the match um, Luke Conley as well but it wasn't it certainly wasn't the two horse or two player show it was a full 15 player and the five players that came off the bench as well put in a terrific effort today and we'll hear from Paul O'Donovan shortly as well he was absolutely delighted they've been training four nights a week as he informed us for most of this year and it certainly showed today because they had to put in that type of performance if they were going to beat the Bears they needed their top players to perform and as he said himself when you can bring the likes of Paul Kerrigan off the bench that just shows the strength and depth of this Nemo panel and they are gunning for that Munster title now. I suppose a, a massive moment in the game was um, the goal by Conor Horgan. It's a, a rare, I suppose, maybe would you call it more of a miscommunication in the back line, particularly John Kern, such an experienced player at this level. Um, and yeah, like it was just ruthless then for, from Nemo to go and grab that goal. And although Finbars did come back in and, and, and make a, a good go of it towards the end, that goal really was a huge point. It was, and you're right, I think a miscommunication rare for somebody as good as John Cairns and let's not forget he made a couple of very, very important saves in this match to prevent it from going away from the bars much earlier as well but Conor Horgan was on fire today and I mean he got three points in, in the first half they were very difficult scores, he got all, all of them he was a live wire and a menace whenever in possession, but when the opportunity arose and he got that ball, I think it was 30 probably plus yards out from goal, he didn't wait, he chipped it back in into an empty net and that really was a killer blow for the bars Did he come back into it as you said, Brian? Hayes getting a goal late on Bill Hennessy sorry getting a goal late on uh, following Brian Hayes' effort but you just felt all the way through the cushion of the lead that Nemo had built in the first half on the back of Luke Conley playing so well but all over the pitch they were just dominant they just did not give the Bars the time and the room to start that expansive game that we've seen from the Bars throughout this championship it was a virtuoso uh, Nemo Rangers performance credit to Paul O'Donovan Harry Cripps Darren Farry Jerk Healy John Paul O'Neill and Gerard O'Shea everybody as well involved in the backroom team because this was 
uh, a perfectly planned and executed performance by them and it needed to be because they're up against the reigning champions a team going for the double but Nemo were excellent all the way through sometimes in, in county finals Aidan as you know yourself teams get a stroke of luck and they can win it right to death we've seen that this year with Inescara and Castle Marker and the hurling but this was Nemo back to their brilliant marauding best from first minute to last fully fully deserving this victory I suppose we've, we've spoken a lot about him we spoke about him last night and you said it as well how um, how 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 much Luke Connolly took the captain's role on and he, he seemed to just grow as a player this year and I think he equaled uh, Dini Allen's record I'm not too sure if he broke it today I think he equaled it by the end of the game um, and it's it's an incredible record anyway I, I can't remember uh, the, the actual figure on it but um, like he's and, and the family the Connolly family like what a year for them as well like yeah, we, we'll we'll speak to him just in a little bit, and I did mention that to him, and he said, "Oh, this is way better than my sister playing a World <laughs> Cup." Kind of laughing, as you would expect. But what I've seen from Connolly this year, I suppose, Aidan, look, everybody knows what an unbelievably talented footballer he is. Some of the scores today, there was one from the left wing. I don't know how he did it. He went. He, he could have had a couple of other goals as well um, on the day. Uh, player of the match, but the captaincy certainly has rested easy on his shoulders because, as he said himself, it's easy to be captain at this group of players of 37, 38. They were so they were easily motivated determined all the way through this year they haven't hit the heights that they would have in previous championships in the build up to the final I don't think that's a criticism I think that's fair but then they were playing blanket defences against a lot, of, a, a lot of teams but today they had a Barris team who came and went straight for them and they were able to take that on the chin bounce back and pull off uh, a very very deserved victory but at the centre of it you need your good players your best players your form players to be on point on county final days um, of all the days I've seen Luke Connolly in an Emo Rangers jersey and I've seen him quite a lot this is definitely that will go down as one of his most important and most consistent displays throughout the season that's the thing the captaincy has added I think to Luke Connolly his consistency in his performances and he was he was just brilliant today it was, just, it was a pleasure to watch him Absolutely. Also, um, I suppose just a word on the bars before we leave them. Like a fantastic ending to the game. They they made it into a super finish, and um, I suppose Brian Hayes, Ben O'Connor as well, like hugely important to that. Um, that that uh, Ben O'Connor got an unbelievable score uh, towards the mm-hmm. end of the game where he hopped off a few fellas, but also Ian Maguire took the ball like he was like. More like Peter O'Mahony than the midfielder coming through. He just took the ball straight into contact like he was trying to break the gain line, you know. Um, they, they, they're an incredible team, to be fair to them. They played part in a super county final today. It just wasn't to be for them. No, and I think that's a fair assessment. I, I think for, for the Bears, like, uh, coming into today's county final, a lot of their talk was about the fact that Kilku is a game they should have won in the All-Ireland Club semi-final last year. It wasn't to be, and they were desperate to get back to that level again. But they knew they weren't looking beyond Nemo at any stage. Paul O'Keefe is such a good manager, he wouldn't allow that to happen. And I, as I said, I don't think they played particularly poorly today. They picked off some brilliant scores. Brian Hayes, Bill Hennessy's goal towards the end. Ethan Toomey, as you mentioned as well. The problem is, Aiden, they did all of this too late in the game. Yeah. I can't remember a Bars match where they only managed four points in the first half. Stephen Sherlock was, you know, he got no room whatsoever, but he still kind of kept the freeze ticking or kicking over the, over the bar whenever he had an opportunity to do so. But the Bars that I would have seen in this championship, free-flowing from defence to attack, constantly, constantly attacking, just weren't able to get going today. It'll, you know, it'll be a long winter for them because there'll be a bit of soul searching. This is a Bars team, though, and I think you'd agree with me on this. We talked about the depth of the Nemo Rangers panel. This is a Bars panel with enough depth to bounce back next year, and they should probably take a leaf out of Nemo's book, having lost their county championship, regrouping and coming back and winning it again. They're more than capable under Paul O'Keefe of doing that. Right now, it'll sting, and it should sting, because it's one thing to lose a county final, but it's another just not to perform to your optimum. That's what you want on the most important days and they weren't allowed to do that today I think I have to say that uh, because of Nemo Rangers and the way that Nemo played but let, um, it's not that they didn't have chances Aidan Michal Mar- yeah. uh, Aid Martin made two brilliant saves there in the first half could have swung it a bit earlier but they just left themselves with too much to do with too little in the game left to be played I suppose then uh, turning our attention to the Senior A final which was the Curtain Razor um, I suppose a bit of a, a classic in its own right in a different way because mm. it was so tense and like St Michael's as we've, we we talked about last night and everybody keeps saying it how, how much they've suffered over the years and not to agree are a bit like this you know this, this kind of rising tide and all this uh, and just to see them hanging on even with a 7 point lead and still people were just so nervous coming towards <laughs> the end of that game 
would you blame the men I think having lost three county finals and I was on the sideline a couple of years ago when Mallow scored an injury time goal and the heartbreak on their, on their faces and just with everyone around that club to keep coming back in I think this is the big story of the year to keep coming back and contesting county finals in the manner that St. Michael's had done and to do it with such a young team this is a team to watch out for next year they won't be favoured in the Premier Senior Football Championship to, to go far or do much but they have absolute huge momentum behind them and interestingly absolutely no compunction or worries about going up a grade that's the one thing from interviewing yeah. the players afterwards we hear from the manager Dave Egan who was holding his 10 day old newborn child I saw incredible have, yeah didn't have much of a voice left so we, I apologise for the audio in advance but he could barely speak because he kicked every ball I was watching on the sideline he jumped for every catch he lives and breathes this Michaels team like his backroom team have done but that full forward line Robbie Cotter Eric Hagerty Adam Hennessy what a day he had those three as well as Keith Hegarty too in fairness to centre forward when the Michaels needed them the most they just got on with it today and I think you'll hear as well from centre back Alan O'Callaghan they've got such a fantastic setup in that club now they weren't bothered about the history they weren't bothered about what had gone before this gr- young group of young players are starting to really hit their form hit their stride and as I said and as we said last night there isn't a neutral in the county and beyond that wouldn't be grudge St. Michael's winning the Senior A Championship they fully deserved it was disappointed with Knocknagree have to admit I was expecting a lot more from them but just on the day Michaels once they got a sniff of that victory they didn't take their foot off the gas and that's the difference between teams who lose county finals and those that come, ba- come back and rebound to win them they just don't worry about the history they get on with what's in front of them and it was a sense it was a, s- a sensational performance really from Michaels considering what had gone before and that full forward line as I said Cotter, Hegarty and Hennessy they're going to take a lot of stopping next year and they're looking forward to going up to Premier Senior and they ain't going up there to make the numbers that's for sure absolutely like when a team is, has tried for so long to go up there you can be sure they're not going to, to give up mm. that grade uh, if, they, if they have anything to say about it and the, the scenes at the end you mentioned there the manager with with, uh, with the baby in his arms and the singing at the end as well over the microphone it was, I was yeah. watching on the street it was really it really was incredible scenes yeah and look it's been it's been an emotional day for all the clubs involved and if you just permit me for one second an emotional day also because just before the Premier Senior Football Championship final uh, threw in there was a moment of applause for a friend of mine and former Cork uh, Clannacilty footballer Padraig Griffin who passed away long before his time last weekend uh, it was devastating news for everybody who knew Padraig and who knew him as one of the best and most naturally gifted footballers ever to come out of the county to his wife Debbie and his two young kids and his brother Mark and the extended Griffin family everybody I would imagine and Cork should have and beyond extends their deepest sympathies because we've lost as I said one of the mercurial talents of Cork football um, it was lovely to see him remember today and, and what was a very emotional day for, for all, the, all the winners Absolutely uh, well said Joe well said um, I suppose then finally a, a word on, on Knocknagree um, mm. they are a team that I'm sure we'll see back in that final uh, sooner rather than later you would imagine you would hope so. In there is talk. Uh, there was talk during the week about their their, their manager John Finton Daly. Whether he's going to be continuing beyond this year, I think knowing John Finton Daly and the way he, he sets up his teams to play attacking football and the way they they just didn't perform on the day. You know, it can happen in county finals. Um, too many of their their go to guys just didn't 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 perform up to up to scratch. I think for John Finton Daly, he's got nothing left to prove as a manager. Look look where they've come from in their division, winning a club All Ireland Junior, getting to a Senior A foot you know a senior county final in such a short period of time and such a small community that has done it um, most of the players um, I think Owen Cormac had an excellent piece in the examiner this week about they're all either brothers or their cousins or they're related it's such a small community hopefully they will circle the wagons hopefully they will realise that this should not be the end of the road for them because they've got too much talent they've got Fintan O'Connor they've got David O'Connor they've got Michal McSweeney they've got Owen McSweeney you know, they've got Daniel Lamahony and they've got a fantastic keeper in Patrick Doyle this is a team that can, if they want to, come back and have another crack off it again next year. And I really, really hope, uh, you know, from a reporting point of view and a neutral's point of view, that the man behind all of this, John Finton Daly, is still at the helm. I think not winning it, hopefully, might give him the sport to come back and have one last crack off it because um, they're not agree, despite today's result, remain one of the top teams in the senior eight. They have a lot of work to do to get back there again, but I, I think they've proven this year that they certainly can mix it with the best in that grade. And I think they bring a lot to the grade and hopefully hopefully as I said that if John Fintan Daly is there or isn't there that they'll, they'll do that next year Absolutely fantastic day Porky, Cueve Nemo Rangers and St Michael's taking home the silverware John McCarthy I'm going to let you get home thanks a million <laughs> Thanks Aidan Cheers bud Alright thanks very much to John McCarthy their excellent coverage all day today and uh, we're going to continue now our reaction 
to the day's action at uh, Parky Cueve and uh, we're going to start off by looking at the Cork Premier Senior Football final, county final, the county champions Nemo Rangers as, as we said enthralling finish to see off the 2021 champions and the hurling and football double seeking St Finbar's 115-29 Jeremy McCarthy as we said was there he spoke to, first we're going to hear from um, we're going to hear from Paul Kerrigan Paul Kerrigan you've had a long and fantastic career where does this rank? Um, I'm not just saying it emotion it's probably my favourite county I, I trained the most this year I ever had trained Nemo and probably played the least in the final but it's honestly the best one I can draw so I can say that like, yeah. special group of players had to put their effort into this today but your performance all the way through you earned it yeah I think this group of players particularly has been written off it's their fifth county in five or eight years like draw okay. like there's we had a famine in the 90s like you know what I mean um, they're an unbelievable bunch of lads we train four days a week uh, all year early morning stuff paid off today we need every ounce of it against the Bears they're a great team great champions so yeah, okay. yeah. go on enjoy thanks very much yeah absolutely somebody that has the career that Paul Kerrigan has had in club and inter-county football is, uh, is saying that it certainly shows how much of an emotional day it was at Parky Quay for all involved here is Kevin O'Donovan uh, Kevin O'Donovan, congratulations. County champions once again. Uh, what a really great performance today from Nemo Rangers. How does it feel? Yeah, it feels unbelievable. The, uh, the work that's been put in there the last few weeks has been incredible. Uh, like We're reading a lot of things that we were the underdogs coming into this game and we just we loved it and we trained like dogs the last couple of weeks to win this game and I'm just so happy for everyone that it just paid off. All the hard work paid off today. I'm delighted. You had to up against a lot of blanket defences this year in the group stages and the knockout stages. Today the Bars came out and played, but you got off to a brilliant start. Nine first half points and that goal was crucial. Yeah, it was. And those games are very tough when you're playing blanket defences. And we, we knew coming today the Bars would play football and we play football and we knew it was going to be a great game. And like we knew at the backs we were going to go one-on-one with Brian Hayes, Murray, Sherlock. They're outstanding forwards. But we know that our forward score we're going one-on-one as well. Luke Connolly, Barry, Mark, Ronnie got in today, got the start. We knew that we were all, we are both forwards going to go for it and thankfully we came on top. You've had a lot of success in this jersey. What is it, where does this one rank? Oh, this is unbelievable. This one, just having it under lights now to finish and everything. Uh, bars coming back at the end. The crowd here was, I don't know how many it was here, but it, the noise, it was electric towards the end and it definitely up there, one of the best. It was unbelievable. Congratulations. Delighted for you, buddy. Thank you very, thank you very much. Yeah, great stuff there. Let's hear from the captain, the Nemo Rangers captain, Luke Connolly, speaking to Jur. Uh, do you know what? I, I think we kept the scoreboard ticking when we needed to. And again, something we're probably guilty of um, going for goals myself, do you know, more so than, than the rest. But I, I think there was in the first half there, we got some really pivotal scores. Conor Horn kicked one either side from an acute angle, do you know, and, and he did the same against Ballon Colleagues. So scores like that are, are, are they're, they're a bit of a good omen on days like today. When you see them going over, you, you tend to end up winning the game. So um, look, I think there was a lot of things added to it but I do think that element of, of keeping the scoreboard ticking I mean I think we finished with was it 115 you know, which is which is as, almost as high as we've got this year and, and if you score 115 in the game in today's day and age you're more than likely going to win the game so I think, yeah. yeah I didn't expect I, I actually thought it would have been Conor Horgan to be honest um, yeah. look as I said the two scores got in the first half and obviously the goal um, uh, even I would even I even I would doubt if, I, if I'd have p- pulled it off as well as he did um, you know, and, and yeah for a split second for a split second I was like as why did he square it but then when I saw it dropping look an incredible finish and uh, probably a key score on, on the grand scheme of things Luke congratulations you, fantastic day for you for the club as captain a real honour uh, you've, you've responded well to becoming captain this year it's a uh, yeah look as I said during the week uh, probably should have been captain long ago with, the, with the, I suppose the, the form is brought over me but no look um, I've said it before I'll say it again it's an incredibly easy group to captain there are some exceptional leaders and, and players in that group I mean we're bringing on a Paul Kerrigan there with, with 20 minutes to go in the county final and he was pivotal to us um, to winning that game so um, look it, I, I'm only it's just a couple of letters next to my name to be honest I'm, I'm lifting that trophy on behalf of this 37, 38 players that we've had this year um, and that management team who've been exceptional Getting the trophy back becoming Cork champions once again okay that's a big thing for Nemo it's where Nemo wants to be especially in your centenary year but Munster going well in that I know you haven't had time to think about it now it's important to kick on though Yeah look, we, look we'll, we'll treat this 
with the respect it deserves, we, we will celebrate, you know, and, 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 and drink it in. Um, it's, it's our third county in four years, you know, so we're, we're really going to, I suppose, remember that, that look, this group has achieved something very special. Um, but, as you said, and, and look, particularly in this club, we pride ourselves on how we perform outside of court. You saw what the Bears done last year. They were kicking ball away from the All-Ireland Club final. Um, and look, the other side of it, full credit to them. You know, worthy champions last year. They put up a great fight today. I know that unfortunately we'll have to cross paths again in, in the coming years. But um, but for us, yeah, going to, to, to Munster, look, we, we want to put ourselves in, in the right place and, and hopefully compete. Um, but look, that's a week, to, a week away. And hopefully this is not the last of the accolades in the Connolly household next year as well over across the, the other side of the world. Yeah, look, a World Cup is small stuff now when you lift the county. Like, so, yeah, 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 that's what you're going to tell her. Yeah. No, yeah, that's what I'm going to say anyway. Congrats. Go and enjoy it, man. Thanks Appreciate so it. Thank you. Excellent stuff there from Luke Connolly, the Nemo Rangers captain, and of course his sister Megan on the Irish team as well, heading to the World Cup. Um, great, great couple of weeks in the Connolly household, has to be said. Here is Stephen Cronin. Uh, Stephen Cronin, congratulations, county champion again. Fantastic team performance, and it needed to be. Yeah, yeah, it was unbelievable from 1 to 15, and the five fellas who came on, um, we knew it was going to have to be against the Bears. Um, we, we build, look, we've been building from the start of the year, in fairness, we had a lot of new fellas in, in terms of coming up through fellas that haven't played senior, that have only played junior intermediate this year, and we kind of went at it from the start of the year. We knew we had a big squad, so it was kind of just set from the start of the game. Empty yourselves out of it. Uh, there's going to be fellas come on, Ryan Lex, when you've like Paul Kerrigan and Luke Horgan coming on, like, you know, you, you know you have a good panel. Yeah, this one feels special. I know you've won a lot, but this one feels particularly special. You were, weren't written off, but you were seen as underdogs, and I think you got the reaction you wanted today. Yeah, I mean, at start year, um, I think there was people saying that we were a team in transition, um, despite the fact I think there's only two. Luke isn't 30 yet, so we have one player in our starting 15 over 30. Um, team in transition, we had, after the quarter final, I think they said Balancoli were going to wipe the floor with us. Uh, even today, I think um, people are saying that our forwards weren't anyway good to match up. Um, that we were going to get run over so yeah look we have had a few things thrown at us but um, we've been using them we've been using them we've been saving them up so uh, you've had a great year yourself personally you must be delighted with your form but for the, cl- for the club and for the team important to get back get number one spot back off the bars and kick on now hopefully in Munster yeah exactly look I mean you saw how good the bars were last year um, they had a serious run we knew all year that we were going to have to train face at some stage um, so that was it now like the county is done but you have to kick on You're, I mean we're playing hurling we're playing hurling next week we have I think 11 or 12 fellas who play both so um, we've hurling next week football again the week after um, you hope you keep just winning hopefully winning keeps on winning and keeps on winning you hope it keeps rolling but uh, yeah look we'll enjoy tonight we'll enjoy tomorrow congrats buddy thank you thanks so much thank yeah, Stephen Cronin there with Jer McCarthy after the Premier Senior Football County final. Let's hear now from the winning manager, Nemo Rangers, Paul O'Donovan. Straight favourites. Did that, did that impact? Uh, well, I, I, I don't think it impacted, but it certainly motivated us a small bit. Um, if you like, um, the talk all week was that, uh, that they, you know, they were favourites. They were in favourites in everyone's eyes. I spoke to a couple of reporters. You were over in Nemo yeah, last Monday yeah. night and off, off record. I asked you, what did you think? And a couple of, uh, I think the bear they're just after improving a lot and they have but I knew there was a performance in us I just absolutely knew it I was very confident today that if we showed up and put in the performance that I knew it was there that we win I was absolutely convinced of it Cheers Congratulations I know you're, you're being dragged left right and centre but um, we won you can say anything del- you can do anything you know, Delighted for you you've come through a lot of tough challenges including a lot of teams that played negatively a lot of blanket defences that wasn't the case today but you responded We did yeah uh, Bears are a super side in fairness and we have huge respect for them But and we knew they'd come out and play today and look they defended at times we defended at times you know both teams went at it hammer and tongs I thought it was a ding down final and um, probably if you look at it we were 11 points up at one station the second half they got two goals brought up right back into the melting pot we were hanging on for a while there at the end but look um, we saw it over the line we got up the field and got the, the point uh, the insurance point and just finally for me you must be delighted for yourself and for your back- backroom team because you put in savage effort this year we've put in a massive effort uh, we've been going four times a week since, since April we were going three times a week from January to April and four times a week since April never missed a week we took one week off in the middle but never missed a week the lads the dedication of the lads Darren Farry Garrod O'Shea JP O'Neill Harry Cripps has been with me a long time now uh, and Jorkeely the goalkeeping coach the effort that's been put in by this group has been more than I've ever seen before in the club Congratulations all the best in the months and hopefully I'll earn as well buddy Cheers thanks what? thanks a million that is absolutely incredible, by the way. Four times a week for that long a period of time. Like, you cannot underestimate the effort that takes because I'm telling you, it, it, it takes effort to get down there two times a week, maybe three times, maybe two times a week with a match in the middle of it or something like that. But four times a week, 
like that is savage, savage stuff. Savage stuff. And Nemo Rangers, the the fruits of the labour shown today. Uh, Cork uh, Premier Senior Football County Champions. Um, yeah, it definitely paid off. Anyway, going going for that uh, that uh, that putting in that effort uh, this year. They will go on now into the quarter final of the um, into the quarter final of the Munster Senior Club Football Championship. They play Clonmel Commercials on the twelfth of November. That is on in Parky Cueve. Um So yeah, uh, Clonmel Commercials, 12th of November, quarter past seven in Parky Cueve on a Saturday night. And uh, it's uh, looking like they are going to end up facing uh, Newcastle West or Adair. Uh, the winners of that game will go on to face Newcastle, Newcastle West or Adair in the semi-finals. Uh, Kearns Ratleys um, of Kerry, of course, in the other semi-final as uh, as they went through as club champions. East Kerry winning the uh, county final in Kerry today and an absolute ex- exhibition from Tava Clifford as well, by all accounts. Uh, let's get back to matters in Parky Cueve, though. And let's hear now from St. Finbar's manager, uh, Paul O'Keefe. Like, what a year, to be fair to them. Wasn't their day today, but to be going for a double in hurling and football is absolutely incredible. And um, I'm sure if you were to pick uh, Cork Chia Club of the Year, uh, I don't think too many people wouldn't have them as contenders anyway. Uh, that's for sure. Let's hear from Paul O'Keefe. He's speaking with John Coleman. Paul, um, obviously that's a very disappointing day out for you. I suppose if you're going to look at a turning point in the game, you'd, in the first half you had a chance to get back, you had a goal chance to bring it level. Yeah. And I think the game kind of maybe turned in that moment. Yeah, probably. Like, a, you know, they were kind of edging ahead and look, they were up for the game. Look, you could see they were hungry, you know. I, I think we never really got out of the blocks, maybe for maybe the last quarter, you know, when we started to, you know, really go at it and, you know, showed a bit of character towards the end. But look, really disappointed with our own performance, you know. Um, look, that was that was the thing I feared going into the game. Would we perform? And I, I think we underperformed, and I think that's that's the, the story of the game for us. Really, is that we, we never really got out of the blocks. I think if we had, you know, you'd, we were expecting a different result, obviously, but uh, not to be, unfortunately. And it's very hard to turn that round when it does start kind of pushing away from you, isn't it? Uh, look, you kind of felt that you know you, you know when you're kind of shouting an hour and a half time trying to get the lads up, and you, you know you're in a spot of bother. Like, and you know, I think they came out and attacked on. I think it was a two points at the start of the second half. Um, and I, I think there was a, I think there might have been a kind of a two-point turnaround as well. I think we had attacked and and, and not got anything out of it. And they came up and scored again. And you know, you're kind of you're just waiting for something to happen. You know, then we got a couple of goals and stuff. And look, their goal was a sickener as well. You know, and we just have to have some mountain to climb. Like you know, I, I think look, maybe if we hadn't conceded, um, you know, the, the goal when we did, I think you were still you were still kind of in the game. You know, but as they. They pulled out, uh, you know, eight plus points ahead. You knew, you knew you were gonna, you were gonna struggle. But look, at least we showed a bit of character in the end, you know. But uh, that's kind of too, you know, too often that's the story with us. Like they did well at kind of shutting down your game around the breaks from midfield, who didn't they? Like they were yeah, looking at something we kind of spoke about before the game. You know, our, our stats on, on, on breaks all year were phenomenal. Like you know, and just. I, know, I just think you know maybe the occasion just got to us. I, I think that's what happened. You know, like all the talk of double and centenary and all that kind of stuff. Look, I think it was probably got to us more than it than it got to than it got to clearly than, than it got to Nemo. You know, so look, there's no blame. Look, it's just these things happen. You learn from you. Hopefully, you move on. Like, and you've been great champions, and they did, and they died great champions. Absolutely. Look, at least we fought a bit of fight. You know, you, you know, you'd been really disgusted. Like, if we didn't bring anything, you know, but they really fought towards the bitter end. You know, and look, you know, if we got a bounce of a ball, maybe we'd be having a different discussion and live to fight another day. Like that's you know you know you when you you know you live by the sword you die by it. Yeah, Paul O'Keefe there speaking with John Coleman after today's county final defeat for St Finbar's jubilation for Nemo Rangers who carry home the silverware. Now silverware for St Michael's of course in the Bonsecure Senior A football final. Um, county champion St Michael's finally getting over the line and they go on to join the top tier of Cork football for 2023. 276 points it finished as they beat Knocknagree to claim the championship and John McCarthy of course was also at that game earlier in Parky Cueve. Here he is with Adam Hennessy of St. Michael's. First of all, Adam Hennessy, congratulations. What does this mean to you in St. Michael's? Oh, it's been, it's been coming away now over the last couple of years. Been many of a heartbreak. But that hasn't set us back. We uh, kept on going, keep in bringing new players. A lot of young fellas there today. Their heartbreak before wasn't there for them. So we just drove it on today and lucky to get over the line. Your goal is very important. Uh, well, the first one was handed to me. Eric Hegarty did all the work for that one. 
and second one the space was opened up so I time and luckily I got it with finish on it yeah, you were there to finish off both of those goals you just said, but like on a day like today, everything that's happened to you before now, how much was that a driving factor coming in? Oh yeah, it's obviously that there's heartbreak before us, so we always push it on. But we've won minors, we've won 21s, we've won juniors, so it's all been, always been winning around the club. So we're happy to uh, get over the line now in the senior, finally. And just finally, how big were your management team to you this year, how important? Oh Jesus, they've done everything for us. Everything, anything we needed, hydro pools, everything, physio sessions, everything. So they were behind us the whole way. And congratulations to Jordan Knight. Thank you. That's the Adam Hennessy there with Jeremy McCarthy after St. Michael's win in the senior A final. Here is Alan O'Callaghan. Uh, Alan O'Callaghan, for congratulations first of all. Hard to put into words, but after all the heartache, this, this makes him even, even sweeter. Uh, Jesus, yeah, I think, look, 10 years since the first county final and 24 since we last won it. And look, I say, we're, it's a testament to us that we come back and come back every year and we try every year. And as I said, we've lost a few heartbreakers, but I think this is our just reward. I don't think anyone in the county will be upset that Michael's have finally got over that. In, sorry for crossing. Got over that, um, got over that last hurdle and got what we deserved, I think. Yeah, I think you're right there. Every neutral was going or going hoping that you'd eventually do it. But what does it say about the young players in this team and the way that they've bounced back time after time and now to finally win that trophy? Oh yeah, and absolutely. I think that's what kind of cost us in years gone past is a bit of maturity and we've kind of lost the rag of ourselves in games. But we've preached all year patience and positivity on the field and we play a great brand of football. Everyone says that about us and the lads, they just go for it. All our young fellas, like I'm nearly one of the elder statement at this stage, I'd say. But the lad, the young lads drive us on all the time and they've won minors, they've won 21s and they're going to be the backbone of the team in years to come like, and it's great to see and we have a great underage section there's massive work going on um, behind the scenes with all the underage committees and look it's starting to show and look we're not finished yet we want to drive on make a name for ourselves in Premier Senior it's all it's not going to be worth anything to us if we come up go up Premier Senior and do nothing so this is a stepping stone we know we're capable of beating teams Bars, Nemo we want to be up there with them and I think we can contest with them in years to come Congratulations enjoy the celebrations buddy Thank you very much have a good one Cheers man yeah, a bit of jazz in the background there as well for the weekend that was in it, of course. And here is Dave Egan, St. Michael's manager, speaking to Jur with whatever bit of voice he had left. I'm here with winning manager who has very little of his voice left, Dave Egan. But first of all, congratulations. St. Michael's have finally done it. Um, putting it into words isn't easy. But what does it mean for the future of this club, Dave? Everything. Everything. That, every, everything. That means every, everything for the future. We spoke. Oh, God, oh, okay, I'll, I'll give you one more sentence but look hey, on, on such a momentous day um, after having her, suffered so much heartbreak to come yeah, back yeah. and do it it's really a lot about these players and this management team yeah it's ship, ship. lost the ship yeah there's no doubt about it and um, if you stick together learn from it push on it'll, it makes you a better man we had 36 better men there today not going to agree they'll be back next year that was us last year oh I have no words, but I can't put it into words. It's brilliant. It's brilliant. Uh, look, I, uh, I've, I, I, I'm just so emotional at this stage. I don't know what to say to you. Um, another bit of emotion coming out as well. Your 10-day-old child, is that uh, correct? The last 10 days have been manic. <laughs> uh, I can tell you nothing will ever surpass the feeling 10 days ago. But that's close. That's close. Uh, and look, Dave, look, just finally, because I know you're emotional, yeah, yeah. I, can, I can hear your horse. The boost for the underage section of this club, to see their club lifting a cup, that is huge. Yeah, look, there, there's one of them just gone by. Cork Miner last year. I, I reckon we'll have four Cork under 20s, maybe five next year. We need to get lads in red jerseys now and start pushing on and start building this club up. And that starts with John Holly and Everton, he's doing in the underage club. There's plenty more John Hollies. He's just one and singling out. We need to build that and keep going with it. I watched the skiing of school final here on Thursday, Wednesday or Thursday. Two schools from our parish playing in it. What a game of football. They'll be on in seven, eight years' time. We're going to visit that school with the cup. Sure, that's what it's all about. It's brilliant. Congratulations. Delighted for you, buddy. Well done. Sorry about my voice. You're okay, you're okay. Cheers. That is one of the best 
clips I have ever played on the big red bench. Absolutely incredible stuff from Dave Egan at the end of today's Senior A football final where St. Michael's finally got over the line and are into Premier Senior Football uh, competition next year in 2023. And like you said, what an incredible 10 days for the man, a newborn child and everything. That, that is, uh, that's what it's all about. Incredible stuff there. Excellent stuff by Jeremy McCarthy all day with the Twitter updates as well. Um, from all the way from about a four hour shift really a parky grief for him uh, with the first game off at, at two o'clock today so excellent excellent stuff and um, if you're there today uh, get in touch with us 0868 106 on WhatsApp and at Big Red Bench on Twitter and uh, yeah of course if you're only tuning in now we will have the podcast of this up later on this evening we're going to take a quick break coming up afterwards we're going to chat to Tom Savage of the Three Red Kings about Munster's near near miss last night at Thoman Park against Ulster don't go away The Big Red Bench Saturday and Sunday from 6pm you're very welcome back to the big red bench here on Cork's Red FM. Aidan Lee here with you until 7 o'clock. Let's quickly get the full-time report from Old Trafford. Manchester United have beaten West Ham. Peter Smith has the details. Manchester United won West Ham nil. Marcus Rashford's 99th goal for United was sufficient in the end as he headed in from six yards to convert Eriksson's cross from the right. But United owe gratitude to keeper De Gea for protecting that lead. West Ham remained in the game with De Gea making three brilliant stops, keeping out an Antonio effort, a goal-bound Zuma header and a last gasp on target drive from Rice. Manchester United won West Ham nil. Yeah, United with a game in hand as well on Spurs and Newcastle. And if they do win that game in hand, they'd go level on points with Tottenham and uh, go ahead of Newcastle into the top four. I suppose Chelsea's well there. Two points behind United uh, as well with a game in hand uh, on, on Spurs and Newcastle. Uh, Liverpool way down in ninth. Uh, 16 points from 12 games. But apparently United are still the ones in trouble. Uh, anyway, uh, that's uh, another story for another weekend. Arsenal, though, <clears throat> back to uh, two points clear at the top of the Premier League table. They thrashed Nottingham Forest 5-0. Boss Mikel Arteta tells Sky Sports there was plenty to be pleased with. We know that uh, today we had a tricky game after travelling and uh, playing in Europe, but I think the team responded uh, really well, played really well, scored fantastic goals, so really happy. Yeah, now uh, I was on air last night, of course, uh, during the uh, Munster-Ulster game. I went off air with about five minutes to go. Um, <clears throat> thought Munster were really going to try and get over the line and, uh, and nick a win there, but they didn't. They fell short. They lost by a point, 15-14. And to reflect on that game and uh, what's going to and what's coming down the track for Munster, of course, huge game in Parky Cueve in uh, a couple of weeks' time, which I'm going to myself, which I can't wait for. Uh, I spoke to Tom Savage of the Three Red Kings. All right, Tom Savage of the Three Red Kings is on the line to discuss last night's really disappointing game at Thoman Park in the NBA. It was so disappointing because it was really there for Munster to win and only for the width of a post, really, they would have got over the line. Yeah, look, it's it's disappointing in that regard. Um, but again, you, you look at a bunch of young players like that, you know, went out with their boots on, really, you know, and, and that's pretty much all you can look for. Um Munster are in a tough place at the moment, though. You know, results, whatever about the context of of injury and international call-ups and that emerging Ireland tour, results just aren't where they need to be. 14th in the URC after the first block of seven games. Whatever about anything else, that's not good. Yeah, like I suppose, like you said there, it is a bit more positive to see that uh, there was a lot of fight there Things are starting to come together. Um, there was a you, Munster were were on top for a lot of the game, especially in the second half. Um, they really did dominate Ulster, and um, it's it's a sign that the coaching staff, I suppose, are starting to really implement what they want to do. Oh, they are. Look, I, I think if you look at the context of it, like the overall block itself, Munster have had so many injuries. But you look at that back five, for example, in the pack. Uh, in that game yesterday, they had an average age of 21. If you take out Jack O'Donoghue, who's got 170 caps, the guys who started and came off the bench had an average an average number of caps uh, of 10 each. So it's like they are trying, and, and and they are there's guys out there getting a lot of experience. And as you said, there they were the wittable post away from from nabbing 
what would have been a fantastic win. Um, but it's just one of those things where the coaches are, are, are looking to try and implement. They're being hamstrung by injury. Um, but again, I think it's just one of those, you have to win uh, one of those home games. This was one of them. It puts a lot of pressure now on that Connacht game coming up at the end of November. But that's what they've got to go for. Um, it's a, a, a pressured situation now. But if they can get some guys back in, uh, get we'll just even one or two of those injured players back in and around the group, they should be in a better place. But as you said there, there were green shoots in that performance yesterday, certainly in the second half. But across the entire seven games, there's been bits and pieces, but we haven't seen a fully complete performance from this Munster side yet. Although I will say that that young side who were out there yesterday can certainly hold their heads up because uh, there was lots to like about the performance prior to the result. Yeah, and like like you said, I suppose plenty of uh, plenty of young Cork players involved as well. Edwin Adogbo has really captured the the the, 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 the captured the attention, I suppose, of a lot of Munster fans for, for his performances since he's came into the side, and he's certainly an exciting prospect. Edwin Adogbo is the best second row prospect I've seen in a number of years at Munster after just five appearances. He's nineteen. Like, if yeah. he had been born a few days later, um, he'd be playing under 26 nations this year for Ireland. Um, the quality of his performances, the way he is displaying such maturity. And there was a, an incident during the game against Ulster where he was trying to get uh, Dwayne Vermeulen off uh, Jeremy Barron. Uh, a guy who's not fully dialed into the moment would probably go flying in there, maybe get himself the yellow card. But Edwin Dogbo just gently, gently pulled this Springbok legend back row up off the ground and got him off his chair. And that can give you an idea of the power of this guy, first of all, but the maturity that's there. The level of performance from such a young player is astounding, you know, because you expect a guy who comes in at that age to be, like, to be learning the ropes, but he was a guy who was the leader out there for Munster in that front five yesterday um, and, and gave so much... I suppose, um, hope for, for the position, for a guy who's that good at 19, who gets that much of the game, it's really impressive. And it's, like, he is a guy who has come in and who has exceeded all expectations. And to be this good six games into his pro career, to be looking like a fellow who's a, like a, almost like a senior player the way he's performing, that's incredibly impressive. But it's so rare as well. He is a very, very special talent. You could see the the disappointment on Jack Crowley's face at the end of the game. He put in such an effort. He was so good yesterday for Munster. And that kick, it, it was difficult conditions. Ulster uh, missed a few kicks as well. There's one the, the one kick for, for Ulster in the second half that went left to right complete. Or actually it was the, the conversion just before halftime that went left to right completely. So that just showed like the, the, the conditions that they were kicking into. Um, and he was so close to putting that over, which was such a difficult kick on the sideline. But he, he is surely now, you know, he's Munster's future number 10 and possibly in Ireland number 10? I think he's Munster's current number 10. Um, I think that what I've seen from Jack Crowley this year has been a guy who's stepping up into that position. And it's not just about wearing the number 10 jersey. There's a lot of responsibility that comes with being that guy. And look, he wasn't perfect during that game yesterday. There was one or two mistakes that he looked back on and, and you know, looked to try to fix, obviously. But like the constant willingness to play and to challenge the game line and to open up Munster's attacking framework and to make it work. Like Munster's attacking work during that game yesterday looked really, really good for large portions of the game. Like there were only eight or nine turnovers, few of those were, were, were knocked on that that like, could happen. But when Munster looked really good going forward yesterday, it was Jack Crowley at the heart of it with really accurate passing but it's the variety of his game as well. And look, he's 22. He's got 19 caps for Munster. He's going to be making mistakes along the way, but you see so much energy and drive and personality from him as a player that for me, that's the guy, if Munster were playing a massive game with Vegas to lose, it's coming up in December, I'd be far happier seeing Jack Crowley starting at 10 at the moment than what I would be Joey Carberry. And look, that's no knock on Joey Carberry. He's the guy who I think has lacked confidence for a number of seasons now. Jack Crowley does not want for confidence. And that's what I want from my number 10, 
is a, a guy who can drive the game but has no issue taking that responsibility onto himself as well. He was a witness of the post away from being uh, the monster hero last night. But I think he's a guy who will end up being monster hero more times than not uh, in, in the future. But he's a guy for right now as well as the future. I suppose as well that the best the best ability is availability and like that's just not there with Joey Carberry. True. Look, I, I think with Joey, like he's come into Munster and like he had a rotten time with injury. There's no denying that. But you look at his performance levels, I suppose, since he's come back, um, it looks like he's been looking for a moment. And I felt during the Bulls game when he landed at fifty twenty two there, he seemed to really grow into the game, but the next week against Leinster, you're looking for a big performance, but it, it just it just wasn't there. It's very inconsistent. It's up and down. I'd be far happier at the moment in investing those big minutes into Jack Crowley because I feel he can be a very, very special talent that can take Munster up to the next level, but also look to try to replace that Johnny Sexton at, at Ireland. He's a guy who, in a way, is irreplaceable. But you look at a lot of the characteristics that he has I think Jack Crowley has too, even at 22 years of age. So I think there's huge potential there. And I think Munster just need to, to back him. And I think that's been the case for Munster. Certainly would have backed him this season had he not been away on the Emerging Ireland Tour. And since he's come back, Munster has been really eager to get him on the field because he decides he just, he makes things happen. And look, far from perfect, yes. But that's the guy who's got a lot, a lot of potential, both in the short term and in the long term. I think people have wised up to the fact that Munster are struggling so much squad-wise and like there were headlines at the start of the season about Graham Rountree and all that but I think people have sort of ca- caught on to themselves a small bit and realised that it's it's a difficult situation at the moment. They've they've brought in two players, um, I suppose, as stop gaps. Uh, of course, John Ryan, who played last night, coming back to Munster from Wasps and also picking up uh, Kieran McDonald, the Scottish lock. Um, kind of, I suppose, picking apart Wasps a small bit while, while they're down. But um, it, it was clever, I suppose, to bring in those couple of players as as short term options to to fill those voids. Oh uh, yeah, look, I think you look at uh, the, the, like the the back five of the of the pack last night, for example. You had Edwin Adogbo at nineteen being the most experienced second row that we had available. You have Owen O'Connor there, uh, twenty two years of age, four caps. Evan O'Connell, eighteen years of age, did his leaving start <laughs> earlier in the year. <laughs> on the bench didn't get off the bench but like I, I think that was nearly safe enough there Eukeen Hurley a fellow from Clon 22 years of age um, he's got three caps before this like there's a lot of inexperience there but it's mainly because of injury you know so like you're looking at young fellas to back up other young guys and, and that typically isn't how it works getting in here in McDonald's like he's a guy who a lot of guys not, might not be like people listening in might not be familiar with but you look at him, he's a guy 6'8", 117 kg, um, a lot of experience with Glasgow. He was signed to play with Wats there last year, but uh, he's a guy who's got the size and experience that Munster needs just to fill out that back five a little bit. He can play in the back row, he can play in the second row, but he gives a little bit of breathing room. And I, as you said there earlier, like I think most people understand now, because there's been a lot of this in the media over the last few years of, oh, look, the next man up. You know, the next man up will come in and you'll just continue to win regardless. That is not true. Like, up until a certain point, like, if you have enough injuries to enough key guys and enough key positions, you will struggle. And if you don't have the guys available, young guys will come in. They will do their best. And, like, you'll have a, a kind of a, a freak like Ed in the dog boat, for example, who's performing unbelievably well at, at 19. But that's, that, that's incredibly rare. Like, that's so rare to be really, really special. But... You have to give the coaches that level of like of patience, I suppose, because when the guys are unavailable through injury and there's been this stuff out there that, oh, well, they're like because of the training, most of the guys who are unavailable have been unavailable last season. So like when you look at the guys who are out, there's been a, dis- a few dislocated shoulders, there's been a few contact injuries, the ribs, concussion. These are all things that happen during games, and it's incredibly bad luck. There's not much that can be done about that. So I think the coaches are going to try to get through as much as possible. But you have to look and say that if Munster are relatively close at the moment, like with the post against Ulster last night from nabbing a win, like a few other times during games where with a bit more depth, who knows what could have happened against maybe Leinster, for example, who weren't playing well. 
Um, you look at earlier in the seasons against Cardiff, against Dragons, a lot of guys out for those games. The, the season looks different. We're having a different conversation. So I think if Munster can get those guys back in and get a little bit of luck, not even a mad amount of luck, just a small little bit of luck with a few extra guys back in, I think they'll be better placed to make a run. Because at the moment, they're Munster looking under pressure at the moment for the, the Champions Cup spot. That's a lot of pressure. That's a huge financial blow to Munster if they can't hit that spot. So there need to be a lot of guys coming back in and Munster will need to start going on a run. And it starts at the end of uh, November, but it also, in two weeks' time, against the, the, the South Africa Select 15, whatever they call them, yeah. that's a big moment as well for Munster. That's an opportunity in Porky Cueve, in front of 45,000 people, to, if they can win that game, the boost that would give everybody at the club and, and the fan base and the province would be colossal. Absolutely, I'm heading to that one myself. I can't wait for it. Um, obviously, you're not going to know what sort of of South Africa team is there, but you know, facing the the former master uh, Razi Rasmus as well and all that, that should be a really good occasion. Like you said, that can be something then that really does get everything going. Some a big performance, regardless of the result, just a big performance, get that atmosphere going in the crowd and get the feel good factor into those players and a bit of form. Oh yeah, look, if you have a moment like that where you can. You know, perform well or even beat that Springbok yeah. the energy that that would give the young players because there's going to be a lot of young players involved the energy that would give that group would be just something you can take right into the next game but not only that if there's a big occasion there with you know people being drawn to the game because there's a sellout crowd that's the sort of moment that um, will energise the fan base get people coming back a big occasion they want to go again the next week the week after that European Cup games coming up that's what's on the line here so Munster for, for Munster it might just seem like a, like a challenge game which it is but there's a lot on the line for Munster with regards to setting the tone for the rest of the season and in that regard it's a huge game that is so worth watching it's going to be really really interesting to see how that goes because there's so much riding on it even though it doesn't seem like there is there actually is quite a bit riding on it. It's going to be a huge occasion in Cork. Can't wait to go see it. Absolutely, yeah. Two huge, huge months coming up for Munster in the run-up to Christmas and, of course, that game with Leinster uh, in, on Boxing Day. What a massive two months it is. Tom, I'm sure we're going to probably talk to you again during those two months. Thanks a minute for joining us on the Big Red Bench. Thanks for having me on. And I was completely apologised for the use of the words Boxing Day there. That's just what too much watching Premier League does to you. St. Stephen's Day, of course. My mother and God. My mother won't let me in the house at all when I get off. <laughs> anyway, that is about it. We're out of uh, time this evening. What an amazing show, um, of course, with the reaction to the county finals earlier on. And if you missed those, it, the podcast will be up after the show. Big uh, The Big Red Bench, uh, or redfm.ie, of course, if you want to get that. And it's all available on all major uh, podcasting platforms. I suppose all that's left to be said is congratulations to Nemo Rangers and St. Michael's. Have a fantastic night. A bank holiday Monday tomorrow. Hasn't that worked out well? Uh, I suppose the hurlers are probably feeling uh, a bit jealous uh, after uh, with that uh, turnout jazz weekend at Everton. won a, a fantastic Sunday to go and win a county final. So well done to Nemo and to St. Michael's. Commiserations to St. Finbars who still have Munster Club hurling to look forward to at least and also to Knock and Agree who I'm sure are going to be back as uh, stronger as ever next year um, until that um, <clears throat> Sean McCarthy will be along during the week with the Women in Sport podcast and until then we'll be back next weekend here 6 to 7 every Saturday and Sunday on Cork's Red FM Green and Red is on the way next Miss the show? Grab the Big Red Bench podcast at redfm.ie Cork's Red FM Deliveroo